Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pucks on the Dasher, a hockey podcast. I am your host, Adam Glass. A solo show this week, um, just me and my old self and my voice. So, weird week, uh, All-Star weekend, or week, kind of. Uh, I did not watch the All-Star game uh, or the skills competition. I saw, obviously, the Twitter highlights of things like the Crosby, Ovechkin, Sergey thing. Um, I also saw Dominic Hasek. I don't know, just, if you want to look it up, I'm not going to, because I don't remember the exact wording, but Dominic Hasek was not happy about the Ovechkins being, at the, being a centerpiece of the All-Star game this year, let's just say. Um, it, Yeah, just look into it. Um, has obviously to do with the Ukraine. Okay, so Fantasy Weeks, obviously this is an extended week, so I don't necessarily have any updates as far as how my weeks went, and since there were so few games last week, I feel like even doing a where am I currently at in my pools is not worth it, given the fact that in certain pools I have like two points, like that's obviously because I had like a couple games maybe last week, Um, but what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to look at my teams up to this point of the season, who's on the rosters, uh, see how they're doing, and kind of my general thoughts on what they're bringing to my team and what I expected of them, if I drafted them or when I picked them up, or et cetera, et cetera. So I'll start with the big pool. I'm not going to go through every single player here, um, just maybe some highlights and or lowlights. Uh Pavelski, I wasn't necessarily sure if I should keep him. I probably thought he was probably a lock keeper last year. This year, I feel like at this point, I basically have to keep him until he retires. Um, This is a deep pool. If he breaks 50-ish points, 150 shots, and throws in like 60, 80 hits every year, like that's rosterable, that's a capable player. Um, He feasts on the power play. Like I think he actually, oh, no. He is third on my team in power play points um, behind a guy who I'm so happy I kept, um, Mr. Jesper Bratt, who has 50 points. And looking at this, is second on my team in points right now. Uh, so it would basically be Matthews at 53, who's having you arguably some, or say, a down here. He's already at 200 shots, which is... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that actually, he's having a down year and he's already had 200, like 200 shots. I have guys on my team that probably won't even break, that might not even break a hundred this year. Um, or just under, just around it and they're rosterable players and he already has over 200. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's why him having, being hurt right now is not great, uh, but Ideally, he'll be back in prime form for fantasy playoffs, so that should help me in it. Maybe only this pool. I'm still fighting for a playoff spot in my other two pools, so we'll see how those go. Though my record is looking worse and worse every week in points, but we'll get there. Uh, Let's just do shots then. Notable shots, guys. Uh, Alex Jabrinkat is at 172. He's definitely going to sail past 200. Uh, which is gives me two 200 guys. Probably the only ones, though. 
Like Pavelski has only got 116 shots, but he's got 14 goals. And Dabrinkat has 172 shots, but only 17 goals. So, But Pavelski is a front net guy, so his shooting percentage is generally... Like, he scores a lot of his goals on tips and stuff in front of the net. So he's not shooting that much. Uh, Kevin Hayes, last round pick in this pool, has 45 points. And that would put him in the top... like. He, if you go just purely on points, hypothetically, he should be a keeper for me. He's not going to be. God, I hope not. No, he can't be. I just can't do it. Couldn't. That would be weird. Um, minus seven, though, obviously. But 15 power play points, like, that's decent. 146 shots, 32 hits. So he's not a zero there. JT Comfort was a waiver pickup. Uh, this is more of a recency thing. He basically gets a point every, let's just say, every two or three games here. He's playing like 20 minutes a night, but more or less, on one of the top two lines. He's not getting much power play time, probably second unit. Um, but fine waiver pickup for what he was at the time. Though, depending on how things work out, I got two guys on IR right now. Uh, it's starting to get slim pickings on droppings here on this team uh, because I've traded for some guys um, and I literally still have a lot of guys from the draft round that I like and Boone Jenner was on IR for a long time and he's finally back. So that's, let's just look do a little Boone Jenner checkup here. Um, peripherals, oh, three shots, six hits in his last game. Four and three the night before, like he had a seven shot game one night, five and three. Like he's putting up enough peripherals right now that he's worth rostering. He had a little run there where he had, let's see, four games in a row where he had a point. Almost all of them were goals. Uh, that's fine. He's not really getting anything on the power play right now. One power play point since he came back. I mean, he had a pretty tough injury. Uh, that team is just a absolute tire fire offense wise. So. If he can just put up some peripherals and ideally have a big week, and my, like he's rosterable, he's not going anywhere. Um, getting an upgrade on him, I feel like, would be selling low on what he could potentially bring you in a week or two when he's starting to feel it again. He's never like he's never going to be a like a point every other night, and he's bringing say five hits, five shots, three hits. Like that's fine. You're good. Um, Tarasenko's had well, he's been hurt at one point, um, but. He's had an underwhelming season. Since he came back, he does not have a point, and he is a minus. <laughs> he's a minus five, um, but he's still shooting, uh, putting up one hit every night. Like he's, I don't, I don't think you're getting anything out of him until he gets traded. I just, I think he that team is just a complete mess right now. Um, and they need to, I think that team might have a little uptick once the trade deadline happens. Cause I think there's just too much weird drama going into the heads of some of their top six players or better players right now. And I think it just needs to, to end, which I think Tarasenko and O'Reilly getting traded is needs to happen yesterday. Um, but wait for the deal you want, I guess if you don't, and neither of them are playing well right now. Uh, and they both of them have been hurt at different times. Like, I think O'Reilly's hurt right now. Or was. Um, so, they're trying to sell high, but they're just going to have to get what they get at this point if they want to move these guys or get nothing because they don't need them for a playoff run. Like, they're not making the playoffs. It's pretty apparent. 
Okay, defense, forwards are here. Forwards I want to highlight. Like, I still have Marcus Felino on my team, but he's probably going to break 200 hits, assuming he stays healthy. So he's not putting anything on the board offensively, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, he has, I mean, he has 15 points this year, which I guess is something, but he's still putting up minimum, usually three. Like, he's worth it for hits. He can win me hits every week. Um, any other forwards that I really, I don't know, Duchesne's fought, whatever. He's not going to obviously do what he did last season, but he's still probably going to break 60 points, so uh, that's fine. It's whatever. He's rosterable right now. Um, I'm trying to trade right now for some guys, so we'll see. I know a bunch of these guys listen to the podcast, so <laughs> we'll see who I keep next year. Um, but obviously he would be a guy I'm potentially looking to upgrade on. Um, Tarasenko, I think, could is he just needs to move somewhere else, and then it'll be hopefully fine. I on I think he's a fit for Carolina personally, um, because Patretti's down now, and he brings essentially similar traits. Well, he's a goal scorer like Patretti would be, um, and I think they could use another weapon on the wing there. So, to me, he's a fit to go there, but who knows what they're trying to do. Uh, maybe they don't, I don't know, who knows, but I heard Edmonton, that makes no sense to me. Um, I don't, I feel like you're fine, but I don't even know what you would be trade in whatever you are trading. I feel like you shouldn't be, I don't know. I don't, that's a weird fit for me. Um, Vegas, maybe now that like Mark Stone's gone for a while, like, could he be a fit there? Cap what? You know what? Let's. Let's do the where could Vladimir Tarasenko go cap-wise. We're going to do this. Okay, we'll go to the lovely site called Cap Friendly, which I'm sure you've all been to before, or at least have heard of it. He has a $7.5 million cap hit for this season. And he's obviously UFA next year. Their other notable UFAs is Barbashev. Um, move him get but you got to get something like he is he's the the fact that he's ufa hurts for sure if he had one more year on this deal um he would be like the brandon hagel you know type guy that everybody would be going after because you'd be getting that like noel achari is probably going to get dealt 1.25 like you could throw him down on your third your fourth line even and he'll bring you something every night but i don't know I don't know what you're going to get for him. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, who else they got here that's UFA? Josh Levo, Tyler Pitlick, like, whatever. If you get anything, you just move them for whatever you get. That's what you do. Uh, Nico Mikola, I heard his name out there a little bit. I mean, sure, $1.9 for a defenseman. So by the time you're getting to the trade deadline, you eat some of that. Well, I wouldn't eat any of it, but you're he's... You're getting, they got some guys to move at least. I mean, that's something. Greish is a free agent after next year, so maybe potentially somebody would sniff around him for depth in goaltending. Who knows? Um, I know they have some guys, Joel Hofer, or I think it's Hofer, uh, down in the A playing pretty well. He could obviously come up and back up. Uh, O'Reilly is currently on IR, 7.5 million, just like Tank. So, and then Buznevich is still on IR, 5.8. For two more years, I mean, I don't, obviously, you're not moving him. And he's got a M modified no trade. 
includes a 12 team no trade uh scandela is still on ltir and that's one more year at 3.2 that'll be tradable i don't know who knows what he's got to come back first uh any buyouts no buyouts nice that's that's actually mildly impressive for the current era of nhl that they actually don't have any buyouts on their cap especially given some of the if they can get through some of these awful defensive contracts they have here and not have to buy anyone out, man, that'd be pretty impressive, actually. Like, oof. Like, they have... Oh, my God. <laughs> they have Falk, Krug, Pareko, and Letty for three more years after this together, and they are 6.5, 6.5, 6.5, and 4. And then Falk, Krug, and Pareko have one more season altogether after that. And then Pareko's, Pareko is not getting another contract. <laughs> That's it. He's retiring at that one unless he's on, like, I cannot see him being in the, I There's no way he finishes this deal. He's going to be 37 and making $6.5 million. Like, he's, bare, he's probably not even providing that value right now. What a weird, what happened to this guy? Did he just, is this the Cam Ward of defenseman? He's 29. Like, he still should be okay. What? Weird. Let's see here. 35 points, 28, 28, 12, 35, 15. Like, he's never, but he had 10 goals. Like, plus, he was always a plus player for a while. I don't know. He had 12 and 26 in that playoff run. But, like, he is just not great anymore. Minus 21. I mean, they've been awful. He was plus 16 last year. 35 points. Like, that's just, like, your four. Like, that's a meh four. Like, a mid four, as Tyler would say. Um, So, I don't know. I don't know. You got to, he's got a no trade, too. What is it? No trade clause starting on July 1st, 2028. <laughs> so you have him until then to trade this contract. Which there's no way. You'd have to eat half. You'd have to eat three. You send him 3.5. If you're willing to eat 3 million off any of these deals, to be honest. Falk, Krug, I feel like you could. Okay, what's okay? What's Tory Krug? No trade clause starting in 2526. So that's not here yet. And Fox isn't starting until 2025. You got to move one of these guys right now. You got to sniff around and be like, we'll eat money on one of these guys. You have to move one of them. Don't make it Letty because he's the cheapest. Get one of the big ones out the door. Or maybe you can move. Well, you might be able to move Letty at full cob. He's only 31. Well, none of these guys are 30. Fox 30. Krug's 31. Prego's the youngest at 29 and has the worst deal. Man, what a weird. And then up front, they got obviously Shen at 6.5 for till he retires, basically. Which, when's his no trade? 2020, like, what's with 2025 in this team? Brandon Saad is, oh, I'm pretty sure I panned that when they, but he's tradable. Like, you should be moving everyone, essentially, but Kairou and Thomas. If you can move any of them. Kyron Thomas and then everybody else is like, let me know. We will take offers. You move everyone you don't have to eat money on. 
you stock up and you hope you make the right decisions. Cairo is only 24. Thomas is only 23. If you can get out from under a bunch of this cap space, you can make some trades then. You got to move one of these defensemen as soon as possible. God, you have to. That's just make it Letty, I guess. If that's the one that you can, and don't Mikola is not. It doesn't matter. It's one point nine, and you're using UFA. You got to move one of these deal contracts. You don't need any of these guys. None of these guys are going to be relevant for you. None of them. Like they're just not. If anybody's willing to take Bennington on, you move that guy too. Like I said, Cairo and Thomas, everybody else talk about. Get them off. Ideally, don't retain salary. That was not at all a little diatribe on where Tarasenko could go. That was a fail of... That was me looking at the Blues cap situation for like five minutes. Okay. So let's see. Who potentially... I think that... Okay, what do we got here in New Jersey? Cap hit. They have no... They have two million in space. Who do they have as an easy... They got a bunch of UFAs to be that they could move back. Like a Tatar, a Miles Wood, Eric Howla even. Damn. Severson. You're not going to move your one of your defensemen, but... So they got Marino for Hamilton at nine. Siegenthaler at 3-4, which is a hell of a deal. Um, Vanasek at 3 eh. You have a goalie, at least, I guess. Blackwood's your RFA. I don't know what you're doing there. Um, Bernier buried. Yeah, you're going to lose. That's fine. So you'll get some stuff back there, but that's just money. You still have $2 million of Corey Schneider. So you have 2.3 and a recapture. Yeah, that's nothing. This is a team that... Okay, let's look at this. Hughes, he's sure. So you got Brad on the top line with Hughes and whoever. Like, is it Palat right now, maybe? Um, I'm not going to look up their lines because it doesn't matter. So basically what you're looking off... You, you can upgrade on... I mean, I would assume Tarasenko is an upgrade on Thomas Tatar. He would be an upgrade on Miles Wood. If you're using Eric Howla as a center, I guess technically he would not be an upgrade on him. He, this is... You have... Okay, so you let's say you send whatever a pick. You send Wood or Tatar or whatever. One of those two, ideally. Um, to make the money work better. Then they don't have to retain, probably. You can make it work cap-wise. They don't really have anyone on LTIR that's going to come back. It's just Bernier. He's done, done. Um, so, man, I might. I mean, okay, before I'm going to say anything, obviously they should get Timo Meyer. Like every team should be trying to get Timo Meyer right now. But that being said, if you don't get Timo Meyer, or if they don't get Timo Meyer, and to me, they are probably one of the front runners right now. Um, Tarasenko would probably be a good fit there. Who else do you think is buying at this deadline? The New York Rangers are probably buying. Let's look into the New York Rangers cap situation, and it's probably going to make me mad. Uh, Panarin's at 11-6, I mean, for three more years. Um, that's fine. Whatever. He's, he's, he's him. 
Uh, Zvanajad, you're fine there. Kreider is probably, but it's, yeah, okay. Trocheck. oh yeah, I forgot about that one. That's, okay. Goudreau. Then they got the kids. They got Heedles, RFA. Kako's got one more, and then he's RFA. <laughs> Sammy Blaze going to be UFA, and they should honestly let him walk. And they basically got nothing back for Buznevich, but whatever. Um, Lafreniere's an RFA. Ooh, that's spicy. And so is Kravstov. And who knows what's going to happen there. Goche, Julian Goche, who they obviously like, but maybe shouldn't. He's a also, an, they had a lot of question marks. So a guy, bringing in a guy like Tarasenko actually wouldn't be the worst idea. And you could send back Satan. No, I guess you couldn't. <laughs> Maybe you could. Who knows? That's only 1.5. Like, where is their caps? 3.4 cap. Deadline cap space would be 5.4. Yeah, they could probably make it work somehow. Do they have any other big needs? I mean, I would say they should probably use a defenseman, but um, I don't know if I'd prioritize up front, to be honest. I'd probably... Fox, okay, let's see here. Fox has got all the years, but that's fine. He's really good. Truba has three more at eight. Lindgren's at, oof. Andrea Miller is going to be an RFA, and he's peaking. He's having a, he's having his best season. Maybe not his peak season, but he's definitely having his best year so far. So that could get spicy there. I would bridge if I'm him. I'm bridging all day. Um... I'm doing like a two-year bridge at like whatever. Just give me a contract. Just don't spit in my face. Um, do a two-year bridge because, no, you should, you know what you should do <laughs> is you should do a three-year bridge. Then Truba's contract is up. Now you're the second. That's what you should do. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. You should sign a three-year bridge deal for whatever. Just get something. Then that way, when that deal is up, Troop is a UFA. Eight million is coming off the books in defensemen. At that point, hypothetically, they probably won't have anybody crazy signed. Like Lingren might be signed long-term by then, depending on what he does with his RFA deal. Braden Schneider would be RFA 24-25, so he would might but still then you're looking at fox because then you're getting that you're looking to ideally if you're still on the path you are right now you're looking at getting that truba deal on a long-term deal that's what i'm doing if i'm Andrea miller get me to the end of that truba deal and then we'll get payday so rangers potentially a fit who knows with timo meyer too i think any team that's interested in Meyer will use, I think Tarasenko might be the backup, which means that until Timo Meyer gets traded, I don't know if Tarasenko is going to get traded. Um, but the Rangers, the Devils, I, hmm. Like there are some teams that I know could potentially use a player like him, but I don't necessarily know if they're going to be like the Golden Knights. Okay, let's just, whatever, let's just do it. Because they could use him now that Stone's down. Though he's not going to obviously bring the same. <laughs> he's not bringing what Stone brings. But 
he can at least score some goals. Like he maybe he has chemistry with Eichel and it works out. Who knows? I don't really necessarily know what kind of player Eichel is, if I have to be honest. He's a bit of an enigma to me between the injuries and playing in Buffalo and all that stuff. Like I haven't seen him play all that much to know what kind of player would ideally want to play with him. Because Mark Stone to me is a player that anybody can play with. Like he makes everybody better. And if Jack Eichel's only good if he's playing with Mark Stone, then that's that's tough. That's tough. Because um, you got like almost twenty million tied up into those two guys. Uh, okay, so cap space, I'm assuming they have none. Deadline cap space, 3.8. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. Um, even Mark Stone automatically gives you the cap space. But I don't know, what, what do they have for picks? Well, they have all their firsts. They don't have their second this year or their fourth, but they have two thirds. Do you have anybody that would be a send back potentially? I mean, no. I don't think so. Man, they got a lot of guys signed. Paul Cotters, he still had, what, oh, that makes sense, never mind, just thinking out loud, I am recording on my own here, sorry for all the dead air, I'm just looking at Vegas's cat friendly page, um, I don't, I mean, they need somebody like that, but I don't know if he's the, look at all this stuff down here, oh yeah, Nolan Patrick, I wonder if he ever comes back. I wonder. Robin Lehner has got some snake business going on. Who knows what goes. I don't know what to think about him anymore either. He's got two more years at five. 31, coming off major surgery. He's also obviously a goalie. And goalies coming off major surgeries aren't ideal. <laughs> you could say. Um, but... It is what it is with Mr. Laner, I guess. They're ideally, you would think, would have a good team next year, but that's obviously not guaranteed either. Um, so that was like 20 random minutes on some stuff. I think that the lack of structure is making me feel time better because I'm just letting my brain kind of go where it wants uh this started as a segment of me going through some of my teams and i'm still on the first one we're still on the big pool team uh so why don't we just keep on this train here and i'm just gonna do this until i i hit the hit the time maybe because maybe this is just gonna trigger a bunch of stuff uh and i'll have it to talk about i got cap for i got like 18 cap friendly windows up right now Oh, because I'm making an Islanders-Pittsburgh-Penguins trade uh, before I came on the podcast. Uh, I have signings to talk about. That's why I... Okay, we're going to get through these teams. Then we're going to do the signings, which will lead into the Penguins-Islanders trade. And then that'll probably be it. Okay, I just clicked on the wrong team. So that's a good start. Uh, this is not... Uh, okay. Okay.
this is going well. We're going to click a few links here to get to the team I want to actually look at, and then we're going to hit 22-23 season. You're going to notice that you're currently benching a 3-1. Bob, Bob started tonight. Did not, did not plan for that in the two leagues that I have him in. Thankfully, I just happened to roster him uh, in the auction pool. So at least I'm getting that start because that would be not great. Because I'm playing one of my bitter rivals in that pool this week. Um, and I would like to beat him and continue my ascent into a playoff spot. Unfortunately, in points pool where I also have him, he is currently sitting on my bench. So that's not ideal um, at all. But what we're going to do here is we're going to quickly flip through this points pool team, which has been, well, I am two games under 500, but by total points um, scored by my team, if you will, I am in a playoff spot, uh, which is not where I am right now, and my record would probably be 500-ish. So right now I'm also losing my week pretty badly, though it's still early. So let's go through this. Okay. Evgeny Malkin, um, he was my first ever pick in this pool. Um, I got him back recently when Tavares signed the year after, I think, Tavares signed with the Leafs. I realized that having like four Leafs on my roster as keepers was probably not ideal. Looking back on it now, I probably should have just said screw it and kept them all, but um, I wanted to make a one-for-one -one deal, and I chose Malkin because I thought he had the highest... I, I regret that deal. <laughs> <clears throat> He's been not great since I got him back, though this year is kind of vintage. Um, maybe not vintage peak, but, I mean, he has 24 power play points. He has 50 points already. He's fine. Like, he's having a season that you want him to have, ideally. Um, he's one of my top... He's probably my top five for total points of my skaters, if you will. So he's right where you want to be as a keeper. I was hoping that I could find an upgrade on him. Not an upgrade, but a replacement for him. Excuse me, this season. But it hasn't happened. And I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so that's unfortunate. But it is what it is. I will probably just ride him till he... Like, I'm probably... <laughs> this season has basically convinced me that I basically just need to keep him until he retires. Um, or if he has one season where he complete, or he gets, like, long-term injury, I guess. But I'm just going to keep him until the wheels literally fall off because he's still, like, 24 power play points is actually first on this team. So... That's hugely valuable in this pool specifically also. Okay, moving on. I have uh, Bo Horvat was a draft pick of mine. Obviously, he's had a meteoric start to the season. It did not help me as much as it needed to. He's now been traded to the Islanders where he will take over his first line center. I don't... Okay. We need to talk about him later. So we're going to talk about him you know what? Let's just do it now. It's not like we're on a scheduled... Who cares? We're going to talk about some other guys. Let's just talk about it now and then see where it goes. So, signings. Um, this isn't the first one I was going to talk about. 
So let's go through the other two. No, because that's going to be a, okay. Bo Horvat signed with the Islanders for eight years, eight point five million. Yeah, yay. I guess I don't. This doesn't change my opinion of the deal at all. Um, I kind of saw this coming. I think it's. I think it's crazy that Vancouver decided they wanted to pay JT Miller what they're paying him and not just give this exact contract to Bo Horvat. Like, I don't get that. That would have made more sense. I would have been, you know what? I would have said, yeah, okay. If Vancouver would have made this deal and, well, okay. Vancouver should have traded him and, and Miller. They should be trading. Now they're looking at trading Demko. Like, okay, Sure, whatever. Trade a guy at his lowest possible value. Great. That's that's very Vancouver. Well, you traded Bohorvat at highest possible value, and I would argue didn't get highest possible value. Because I heard the big thump bump about the trade. I just that's not a word, Adam. Um, was that the the it was a savvy move because it's unprotected next year. So, like, Lou Lamoureux doesn't necessarily pick first overall unless he has to. He's not in this to be a bad team. They have idea. They have, you could say, one of the top goalies in the entire NHL right now, who's playing out of his mind this year. Which is honestly the only reason they even have a chance of doing anything. This team could go on a heater right now. Who knows? Who knows? Honestly. Like, the biggest problem they've had this whole season is scoring, and they just brought in one of the top scorers in the NHL this year. I saw this deal coming. I figured it was probably going to be 8 by 8 8 by 8.5 is whatever. It's not. That makes no difference as far as um, my opinion of it. That's whatever. That's fine. But Bo Horvitz having a career year and sometimes, well, like the JT Miller example, sometimes guys have career years because things just work. Everything just works that year. Maybe they're healthy the entire season. They finally got a line mate they gel with. The puck's going in more often than it usually does. It's just a luck. It vibes. Everything, like it was just the perfect season for them that they probably won't ever have again. And that we, that's the thing you have to know about your player. Is that Bo Horvat currently? Now, is he going to score 50 goals every year? Obviously not. I don't see that. He probably won't even score 50 this year. Who knows? But if you've heard anything about Bo Horvat, it's that he has actually made changes to his game, his stick, other aspects of the way he plays to now enable him to score goals in a different manner through tips, uh, deflections, those kind of things that he wasn't scoring on before. Like he has broken his game down to a point and pinpointed places where he can improve and made those improvements and now it's translating on the ice. That is something that if a player does that, barring injury, what he actually is showing now is might actually be who he is. Not a flash in the pan. He had a really good year last year. It wasn't like this. Now, is he going to be a 30 to 40 goal guy going forward? I mean, not for the rest of this contract. For the next two to three seasons? 
potentially. I see him as the 30 goal player for the next two or three years. I could, I could potentially, and if you have a, let's say 30 goal, 65, 70 point first line center who can basically elevate your power play, which is one of the worst in the entire NHL right now. I mean, this deal and this contract make way more sense than when they traded for and signed Jean-Gabriel Pajot, um, who is actually the guy that we are going to talk a little about right now. He has two more, three more years left at $5 million. He's 30 years old. He has a modified no-trade clause. He has a 16-team no-trade list. So you have 16 teams that he potentially could be traded to. I don't know who those teams would be. Um, that's a lot, so you can get pretty picky there. But this team now has... Okay, they're moving Barzola to the wing. Fine. That's fine for this year. But you now have Brock Nelson, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, Bo Horvat, Casey Sezikis, and Barzal. All his centers, all on term for at least two more years. All of them. That's too much. Like, that's, okay, we got a 2.5. We got an 8.5. That's 11. Then we got, where are you? Brock Nelson's at 6. That's 17. Then we got the 9.15 thousand million. So that's 26 million in your centers. That's not terrible, actually. But still, <laughs> I feel like you got to move one. Now, I don't think they do it this year. If you're fitting all this under the cap now, you're not, which they are, obviously. You're not doing it this year. You're not weakening your team this year. But to me, personally, this is what I think. I think. Now, they obviously can't do it this year when they should. But I think the Penguins should be trading for Jean-Gabriel Pajot. I don't think they have the cap space. They don't have any assets. But he's obviously going to be a better third-line center than Jeff Carter's corpse right now that they never should have signed, and he has one more year at 3.1. He's got a 35-plus contract. I don't know what that means, if you can buy how that works for the bio, if he can buy it out. Um, but maybe he'll retire for you in the offseason because he's just like, wow, I can't. He's 38. I can't believe Jeff Carter's 38. That's crazy. He's older than, well, I guess, the, wow. God, this team's going for it with a roster that can't do it. You ideally need, like, Tristan Jari's got, oh, my God, is UFA after this year? Okay. You need to be trading whatever you have to move off this roster to get a Thatcher Demko down here. You have all your pick first and seconds for the next three drafts. You have... Whatever, I don't care. I don't even know whether we got who we got. You got nobody in the range. You got Ryan Paling, 24 years old, or Drew O'Connor. I think they kind of like, I don't know. You probably can't get them to sniff on either of those guys, and your defense is all too old except for Pierre Olivier Joseph, and I don't know if you need to move him. Man, you should try and get Demko. <laughs> You should try very hard to get Debco on this roster. Wow. You gotta... Whatever it takes. But they I don't think they have anything that... 
I mean, you could send Jari back and then Vancouver could give Jari a dumb contract to play goal. He's fine. That's not... I mean, you're probably going to have to move one of those goalies regardless. So Jari's a UFA. They could trade him to Vancouver. Vancouver could just be like, hey, who wants Jari? Trade him to somebody else for more. And then just play whoever. Doesn't matter. Spencer Martin. Colin Delia. Just put guys in. Doesn't You're not trying to win anything this year. Just put a guy in there. Let him do whatever he wants to do. Let him do his little things in the net. Uh, okay. So I went from trading them John Gabriel Pajot to being like, no, they have to get Demko. And I kind of want to stand by that now. Because to me that helps way more of a need. Uh, for that team, which is an actual decent goaltender that's, I guess I shouldn't say stays healthy because we know where he is right now, but, uh, so what do I have on my old listy poo? Oh, nothing good. There's nothing good on my episode notes list this week. I could ramble on for a bunch more time, but I don't, I don't really feel like it. If I'm being honest. Um, so I think I'm going to cut this one here. We're at about 40-ish minutes. I think that's pretty good uh, for this week. Given the fact that we had no games. Uh, no fantasy endings. Or week updates. Uh, there were a bunch of trades in the big pool. Um, but I am pretty sure there's going to be a bunch more. And I am going to wait going forward until Sean comes on again. Uh, so we can talk about those deals because I feel like at some point he will be involved in them again. And so will I, uh, so I don't know if there will be a co-host next week. Um, I know Tyler is off in some foreign country right now. Uh, I will check in with Sean. Uh, but if not, thank you for listening and I will talk to you next week. (laughs) 